Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. I am your host, Dr. Matt Townsend, your coach, your guide on the side, helping you through life. You know, life can get kind of dicey. And today we have got a lot. What's your problem? Today we've got a lot of tools, a lot of ideas for you to get through this holiday season. Nothing more dangerous than the holiday season. And, uh, you know, we're going to give you solutions. That is one of the goals of this program. Every time we're on we go for solutions every other station has talk about news but that's just exhausting because sometimes the news isn't always positive and sometimes there's not a lot we can do about it in fact in that very realm uh we want to extend our wishes of and our prayers to uh the people of australia sydney australia cafe in sydney australia i'm sure you've heard about it uh tragedy gunman holds people hostage in the cafe in sydney and um what are you supposed to do with that so now everyone's thinking well was that more terrorism more terrorism and we're getting you know well that's what people were wondering as the whole thing was going on i know well that makes sense i mean the guy was extreme he was an extremist Mm -hmm. of some sort and um you know one of my one of the things about it is now sydney australia a few weeks ago um canada this isn't yes. going away. No. So, you know, it's sad. Two people died that were just going to get coffee. Mm-hmm. And 16 hours later, two are dead, plus the, the gunman, the third person, three people killed. Uh, again, um, and the Australian prime minister spoke today as well as the chief of police. One of the coolest things, um, and I think we all feel the same way. We felt it. We felt this close kinship with Canada after what was going on up there a few weeks ago. Exactly. But uh, the the police chief said, we always look after our mates. Mm-hmm. How cool is that? Well, we're also sitting here thinking, okay, this is an extremist. This is one guy. One guy. But one guy holds Sydney, the entire city, emotionally hostage. That is True. That, to me, again, that's terrorism. But when you think about it, it's not like it's, you know, you, you can't throw this out as some people have done. As all Muslims are bad no, because of this. Key. And that is the key. In fact, and I think that is the one of the great stories of um, what's coming out of Sydney is just a very simple um, support, a, tw- a, a Twitter message. In fact, here's the story. Basically, it all began um, with a post on Facebook by Rachel Jacobs who said she had seen a woman she presumed was Muslim – Silently removing her um, her her robes, uh, her traditional clothing. Her traditional clothing. He, I can't. It says hijab. I don't. I don't know if that's the right pronunciation. While sitting next to her on the train, and she so, so she's re- removing these remo- these robes, something mm-hmm. she holds sacred and dear to, to watch to protect her her uh, her privacy, identity, her identity. And I ran after her on the train station. She said, and I said, put it back on. I'll walk with you. And then this woman started to cry and hugged me for about a minute, and then she walked off alone. But imagine being a Muslim and having everybody in town now. Oh, yeah. 
gunning for you, you mad at you, upset some, with you. Some people and some people are going to feel that way. Yeah. Not that it's a correct feeling or or the those feelings of of uh they're they're still feeling terrorized, I think, by the situation. Yep. And so they're they're looking for a a, a a place to target their their feelings. So they created a Twitter hashtag. I, I'll ride with you. Yeah. And in just two hours, on forty like public transportation thousand tweets went out using the hashtag. I'll ride with you in just the two hours. And according to Twitter Australia, one hundred and fifty thousand have now gone out in four hours. Wow. So you know. I'll I'll ride with you. How cool is that? So this may turn out to be a good – not that it's good that three no. people have passed away due to this, but it may turn out to be a positive thing. But I guess that is the key and maybe that is the – that's the human side of the story, which we always like to tell on the show. People are good. There's there's always the one you know that's going to there tip the scale. But then the rest of us as a population, we can change it. One hashtag, I'll ride with you. One person paying attention and making sure that uh, every brother or sister out there in Australia feels safe enough to ride mm-hmm. public transportation. That's I, I, pretty powerful. I still remember when I first heard of this idea that, that you know, men are – I still believe that men are, are generally good. Yeah. Despite yeah. all that I've seen. It's Anne Frank. Yeah. Oh, there you the, go. The quote from the Anne Frank novel or from her diary, yeah. I should say. But the first time I heard it – was when Whoopi Goldberg actually quoted it in her one-woman show. Oh, did she really? Yeah. I, I got cool. to see it. I don't remember where. I, I saw it on TV somewhere where she had talked about it. She talked to – she was playing a, a a drug addict who went to um, Holland. Mm-hmm. So there were, you know, there were jokes about that. <laughs> you know, a drug addict in Amsterdam is – you know, that's <laughs> – okay. But the guy goes to the Anne Frank house. Oh, cool. And sees the quote on the wall. That you know, that's despite people, despite yeah. all that's that's taken place, I still believe that men are are good. That's that's. I mean, really think about it. That's probably that's the key. Despite one person going going out on a limb, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean the rest of us should make anyone else feel uncomfortable. Exactly. And honestly, think about if if we had that same spirit just everywhere on every issue across the United States, across the globe. I'll ride with you. Powerful. Again, that'd be amazing. That's what I think happens. Is in the midst of all of this chaos, turmoil, uh, the good people also have the right to emerge. And when a few good people lift, uh, we can change the world pretty, pretty amazingly. So, again, our prayers and thoughts are with those uh, in Sydney, Australia, and uh, those who lost their family members, those who just had to suffer the trauma of being involved in that. And a city that was, you know, captivated, uh, afraid. And then, unfortunately, we also have this, almost the same thing happening in Pennsylvania right now. Yeah. Here there we go again. Five Another. or six, I've heard different numbers. Hostages. People, well, people have been, five or six people have been killed, and now they're tra- hunting down. There, there's a manhunt going on <sighs> for a person who was, you know, resp- the person responsible. See, it is the season. It is. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Contrast it with the rest of people out there going crazy at a shopping mall and yeah. fighting over, mm-hmm. you know, gadgets. Hey, uh, a little uh, update um, th- that you may not have been aware of. What? You know the elf on the shelf? Mm-hmm. The cute little elf that's now sitting up there. Because, by the way, when I grew up, there were yes. no elves on shelves. No, my mother has one at her house. Does she? Yeah. We have a shelfless elf. No, an elfless shelf. Okay. We grew up, no elves were watching. But now, 
Our children, every day, they're like, hey, how come the elf didn't move? I don't know. And I'm like, hey, ask the elf. Yeah. But our elf doesn't talk. So some don't know about this, but nowadays there's – Could you put a drop cam inside the elf so well, that you could actually – Well, that's the problem. That is the problem. So there is a professor that is worried about this concept of the elf on the shelf. And you as parents need to be listening because, you know, if you're participating or if you have an elf in your home mm-hmm. – and the elf will rotate, move around in the house, but the elf is always watching. He's like Santa's spy. He's like the CIA for Santa, <laughs> dressed in elf clothes, about a foot tall. Not how tall? I don't know. Ours is only about eight inches tall. But apparently, according to Laura Pinto, who is a digital technology professor mm-hmm. at the University of Ontario Institute of Technology, she's convinced that the elf on the shelf is starting to um, – it could possibly harm our children because it's getting our children used to being watched. Doo-doo. It's getting our children used to being – to giving up privacy and having like Big Brother, an external mm-hmm. form of non-familial surveillance, watching them. And she says you got to be careful of that. You might not want to teach your kids to let you know elves watch them. <laughs> I mean a lot of people don't know this. So that's just a little shout out. If you have an elf in your home, you might be setting your child up to give up his rights of privacy. Mm-hmm. Now, eventually, I have a feeling, you know, it's not going to be that big of a deal. That's probably good when they're teenagers, though. Yeah, but see, but <laughs> that's the problem. My teenagers, yeah. you know, they'll they'll mess with the elf. Oh, sure they will. You know, my teenagers are already doing stuff. Mm-hmm. To stop surveillance. Oh, yes. Smart kids. Turn off my so phone. So watch out for the elf on the shelf. It's, it could be a possibly dangerous thing. Now, uh, just one little quick note here. Yeah, yeah. There is an apology hmm. that has been issued. For, for what? Well, it seems that the director of the movie Frozen. Uh-oh. Yeah? Yeah. Her name is Jennifer Lee. Yeah. She's apologizing. A year ago, a year ago, she had all sorts of stuff going on. There were people coming around going, oh, I love this. I love all the songs, everything that you've done. Whoa, we love you. We love you. Well, now she says, parents are coming around going, yeah, we're still listening to those songs. To this song? That one. So she has gone from a thank you now to... (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What's her name again? Jennifer Lee. Jennifer Lee. Let's just get that out there. <laughs> Jennifer Lee is responsible. But she's apologized. For this. Well, that's good for her. Yeah. Jennifer Lee has apologized for over exposing the song Let It Go. Which is a beautiful theme, but after doing it, I don't know, three, four times, it's a. I actually picked, you know, we we had Pentatonix music on the other day. Yes, love them. Yeah, I actually picked up the Christmas album. Do they have this? It is fantastic. They actually do this song. Everybody does this song. (laughs) Well, we accept your apology, Jennifer Lee, and uh, don't let it happen again. I don't want to be rude, but uh, you've done wrong. You've done messed up our lives. It's a cute song. The The cute little kids love it. Hey folks, we are uh, we're going to be giving you some more holiday tools to help you uh, create a happier, healthier holiday season. Gracious kids, how about that? How do you create healthy, gracious kids 
you know, that actually love the presents and are gracious about the presents they receive. And how do you eliminate family drama? That's what we're talking about today on The Matt Townsend Show. Stick with us. We'll be right back after this break. Welcome back, friends, to the Matt Townsend Show. Hey, that is, you know, Beach Boys. This is summer music, but they're singing about St. Nick. Yeah. The thing I don't get about this song is when they say um, Christmas comes this time each year. Like, is that a surprise? Well, yeah. Well, to the Beach Boys it was. Christmas comes this time (laughs) each year. What? It was surprising because, yeah. They were on the beach. They were beach boys. Have you remember like Spicoli? Dude, like Christmas comes the same time every year. <laughs> Thanks, Spicoli. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. When did Christmas come on Christmas? Hey, uh, welcome back to the program. In the house, Heather Ann Johnson, a.k.a. Hodge. You're soaking in it. Heather Ann Johnson, uh, 12 plus years as an adjunct faculty member here for at Brigham Young University. She teaches students the principles behind successful families and the importance of families and spending time together. She also is a self-published author. Uh, The book is called Family Fun Fridays. Soon to be releasing uh, six other books, Family Fun (laughs) Monday through Sunday. Right. Except for Friday. Except for Fridays. Already been done. Already been done. Yep. She's been married for 13 years. Again, I met your husband. Yes. Ruggedly good looking. He is good looking. Tall. He? He's tall. He's tall, dark, and handsome. He is. He's all three of those things. I I was looking at him like, I could take you. <laughs> and then I realized, no, I couldn't. Because, by the way, by the way you can find Heather at the website familyvolley.com. Or you can tweet her at pen and paper girl. I'll respond. She'll respond. There's a long back. explanation to that, but um, we don't have time for it. <laughs> but Hatch, <laughs> here's the long. deal. Um, the other day, you and I were hanging out, mm-hmm. uh, uh, doing a television show, right? Where you put together a bunch of activities. Mm-hmm. Um, and this time, you made sure I didn't hurt myself. Right. That was, was really nice. I was of very cautious. I told you I'd look out for you this time. Yeah, no hammies. Was, no, I didn't pull a hammy. Good. Um, it. Yeah. But where's the No, there's no but. No, there's, there's no but. No, it's it was good. It was all good because you I could see you were really trying to help me. Yeah. <laughs> Which was nice of you. Yeah. See, we we had the discussion. You asked yeah. that, you know, these maybe weren't so strenuous on your body. No, that was it. You asked for no bending. Is what I, you want, asked for. I wanted nothing below the waist. No bending. I, I didn't do any bending, but no bending. um I did have to stuff balloons into pantyhose. You did. Yes. Which because was what hard were you, for me. You were trying to create what? Um, antlers. Antlers. Because it's Christmas time and we're talking about rain, right? Yeah, but let's just be real. Uh, balloons in pantyhose does not e- – so think equal sign with a line through it. Okay. Does not equal antlers. But you're – well, only because we were running out of time on said TV show. So That's we true. didn't get full antlers built. I don't know if you noticed, but I got my leg built. You did. You did. But the person I was working with didn't get their leg. No, built. you only had one antler. So it was kind of an antler. It was like an it was like a gimpy right. antler. 
He'd been in a fight, probably yeah. defending yeah. the one he loved, uh-huh. something like that. <laughs> but if you think about the point of that segment that on was that really TV fun. show, yeah. you have kids that I would do. love taking balloons and putting them in pantyhose to create antlers. But, See? Uh, yeah. I don't think my boys know what pantyhose are. <laughs> if I pulled those out, they would be like, what the heck, Dad? Which would make it even more this fun. This is what women put on their legs. <laughs> By choice. <laughs> By choice. Because everyone makes us. To look tan. I get, what's it for? Anyway. Those were old school ones. Yeah. You avoid those yeah, yeah, if yeah. you can. Yeah. Um, good to have you on the show. And you're going to help us today because kids, <sighs> sometimes kids, they're very honest. They are honest. And sometimes you've worked really hard, for example, to make a dinner. Sure. And they're like, this, we're eating this. Right. Ugh. Or this is gross. This is so gross. This is so gross. Do I have to eat yeah. this? So how do you teach a kid to be gracious and can you? Or should we just accept? No, no. Okay. We shouldn't accept. Okay. We don't Good. even have to finish that. Yeah, sentence. yeah. No, in fact, you jumped right in. And there really is kind of this idea in society now that that manners and gratitude that it's old school. No. right? And yeah. it's not. No. It, it isn't. And it shouldn't be. In our homes, it's it's really important that we teach this. It's good. So we're let's work through first some things we can do to teach gratitude, just some everyday really basic things. And then uh, we'll kind of address exact situations such as, you know, when your kids get a gift they don't like, mm-hmm. for example. Yeah. And, and we'll teach kind of through some things that we can say. So a couple of things to teach gratitude. A huge mistake that parents make is we love to point out that our kids are more blessed than other kids. Yeah, we do. Right? Have yeah. You, yeah, oh, yeah. I've said it. I like, catch yeah. myself. You know, we want to look at our kids and we want to say, kids in China or where are they don't even get quinoa. (laughs) They don't even get food, right? (laughs) Eat that. Be grateful for it because all these other people don't have it. That's the last thing we want to say. It is not going to help them be more grateful, right? Yeah, yeah, right. Instead, we want to really encourage them to recognize what they're grateful for, not that they have things other people don't. Yeah, that sets them up to be kind of arrogant. Right, and and we're comparing. Mm -hmm. We, We don't want to do that. So that's kind of our first problem as parents. We're so quick at the dinner table at anywhere else to point out how much more blessed they are. So you should appreciate it, right? Yeah. It no. doesn't teach them gratitude. But so that's that's interesting because it's almost like you need to plan ahead. Well. <laughs> like like be thinking. Sure. You, sure. You got to make graciousness a part of your plan. Absolutely. Instead of just winging it. Right. And it should be already. Little things like us as parents, I mean, we go back to being a good example, but if we're driving on the road and we don't show manners and gratitude to other drivers, we've silently, but probably not so silently, just taught our kids, right? All these same things they're learning as we're working and doing things. So we've got to be very cautious. I had a a semi-truck today that I let in. That was nice. Well, they were actually merging. They were actually coming in anyway. Right. You didn't have a And I was halfway under the truck. And I graciously pulled out sure. so and they then could... let them in. That was nice of you. And then I drove around the truck right. <laughs> and got up to the cab and gave him stink eye. There you go. So, so that, really there was no – My kids weren't with me. So, so it doesn't count. that. Right. So you can do whatever you want yeah, when they're not in the car. Yeah, right? Sure. Okay. Another one to teach gratitude. We have to start saying no. Oh, I know. We have to. Yep. We live in an, in a time when we're constantly feeling the pressure to say yes to our children about everything. Yep. We have to say no. What if they ask a thousand times? We still say no, right? We say no, we say no, we say no. Now, the thing is, you shouldn't answer no a thousand times, Mm -hmm. right? After probably time two, you should make it very clear that you're not going to discuss this subject anymore. Don't make me get up. Right? (laughs) And you're done saying no. But giving them everything that they ask for and everything they want is not going to 
help them be oh. more grateful. We create right? that's that's it, huh? We're creating kids that think they could get everything they want. Right. And the thing is if they do beg and we do give in, then all we've taught them is not gratitude, but instead if you beg long enough, you'll always get what you want. You wear down money. Right? Yep. So we've got to make sure because that's the very clear message. If they ask five times and they know that time number six is your breaking point, yeah. they're gonna beg six times. Oh. So we have to start saying no. Right. Other things, the more we give our kids, the less they're gonna appreciate what they have. So, so true. along with the saying no, we've got to cut back. This holiday, cut back. Right now, this holiday. Less is more. It's true. And remember, our research shows us that kids actually remember and and the memories are built around the things we do as families, even the family vacations, mm. far above the material things so that we sp- get. So put your money there. Absolutely. Splurge on the activities. Right. Splurge on being together, yeah. on making memories, on taking a vacation or even if it's 45 minutes, anything. Yeah. That's what builds the memories, and that's what builds. Or playing your games like you. Exactly. If you go get the book Family Fun Fridays, there are one million games in there. A million, and that will definitely take care of Christmas. It, by the way, huge book. <laughs> huge book. Huge. <laughs> so lift with your legs. There you go. But not your hammies. There you go. Not your hammies, or you'll pull them. <laughs> we still have no proof that you actually pulled your hammies. Do you want proof? No proof. There was no proof. You should see me. I'm just saying. I can't. I still drag one leg. I'm, I'm just saying. I can't. I still can't walk upstairs. <laughs> it's sad. Okay, so we're going to start saying no. We're going to cut back. Yeah. We're going to make sure that just like we don't point out that they're more blessed, we stop comparing. Yeah. Uh, Theodore Roosevelt said that comparison is the thief of joy, and he was mm. exactly right. That's true. We've seen this all over. Yeah. You know, it's a quote we hear, but it's really true. Comparing ourselves to others teaches our kids to not be grateful for what they have and for who they are. That's so good. no more comparing. And no this more. is – as parents, we do this, right? Yeah. We're constantly comparing, you know, what we have or our family has or our trip to someone else's. Yeah. We've got to stop that. Okay. Hold on to the thought. We're going to come back. You've got more ideas, right, on gracious? A couple more. Because we'll we've got to more. teach – the graciousness. We also have other issues. What else are you going to help us with? We're going to talk about manners. So when your yeah. house is filled with guests at Christmas, your and kids know how to do it. Shelf elves, elf and shelves, elf shelves, shelf on elf, elves elf on, on shelves. shelves. Yeah. yeah, you got to be gracious because he's watching. <laughs> he or she? I guess they're it. Yeah. Seems like an elf would have a. We don't have elves. They'd scare me at night. If I came down and an elf was hanging. I'd... You know what? You need clowns. No, yeah, no. clowns on shelves. I definitely that was that was something that never sold very well. <laughs> Come get your clowns on shelves. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. More with Heather Ann Johnson uh, from uh, FamilyVolley.com. And hey, by the way, remember go get her book, Family Fun Fridays. She's teaching us how to create gracious children. This is the Matt Townsend Show. We'll be right back after this break. The spirit's up. We're here tonight, and that's enough. Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Simply Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. A wonderful Christmas time. Paul McCartney knows we're simply having it, except for some of the problems that we're having because of it. <laughs> Which are? I got double shipped something. I got four instead of two. Did they charge you for four or two? No, that's the great thing. Oh, that's not so a problem. So I'm putting them on eBay. <laughs> I can't tell you what it is because they might be listening. They might find you. That no, elf might be We're taking watching. it back, but now I've got to lug these big, huge things down. I bought four backloaders. 
backhoes. <laughs> I bought. I meant to buy two backhoes, and I got four backhoes. Yeah, anyway, I would definitely sell the other. So two. I'm really busy this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're back with Heather Ann Johnson, a uh, faculty member here at Brigham Young University. She teaches families how to spend time together without harming each other, <laughs> which is a really great thing. She also has a website, familyvolley.com, and uh, is, has a self-published book called Family Fun Fridays. And she's teaching us today about graciousness, how to help facilitate gracious graciousness in our children how do we get them to be grateful sure how to teach them to be grateful right is there and and yeah okay so it's possible you're it, saying. it is possible and we can't give up on it we've got to no. make sure it's and you mentioned this at the beginning instead of it being kind of something that randomly happens we have to decide as parents that this is going to be at the forefront of how we live yeah. and what we teach we're going right? to do this thing. we're going to be intentional about yeah. it so we've talked about the need you know to work through just not comparing um, the need to help them appreciate what they already have by cutting back, by saying no to things. A few other really important things. We have to stop talking about material things all the time. Yeah. Now, as parents, we think this is really harmless. We talk about how we'd love a new car or mm-hmm. our house needs this different and we'd like it if it was bigger. We talk about material things right. all day long. We're like, oh, I need a nose job. Right. <laughs> This, like that. this nose just won't do it, right? <laughs> or even little things like when we say to our kids, you know, that shirt would make you look – or you'd look really cute in that uh-huh. shirt. Or oh, yeah. Very, very um, simple things that we would never think would cause problems. But in their mind, if we're always talking about material things, then that's what they think they need yeah, to always true. be focused that's on. Right. So we need to stop talking about them. It's really easy for our conversations to be centered around that. We need to stop. Other things. We need to make sure that we don't spare them work. Our kids need to work. Oh, it's so true. In fact, it is our job raising moral children to teach them and enforce work. We've got to do that. So we live in this time where we want to spare them that Uh thought of, oh, man, I had to pull weeds. I don't want my kids to ever have to do that. No, no, no. Hire that out. They need to pull (laughs) weeds, right? They need to do all of those things. So if we can keep those in our mind, if we can keep in our mind the need to refocus the words we say and our own actions and the way we address our kids, Mm -hmm. they will stop thinking about wanting and needing more and instead look at not just what they have, but who they have. That's true. And that's where we become more grateful, right? Yeah. So here's a scenario where at Christmas time right now, and let's say that you know you're at a family gathering, and all of a sudden your kids get a gift that they don't like, mm, right? Yep. Like a like a sweater. <clears throat> like a sweater that's kind of too big and has a really funky Santa Claus on the front. Yes. Whatever it might be, that, right? It, that looks like a gag gift, but it wasn't. But it wasn't because Grandma really thought you'd like. And it. she hand knit it. She <laughs> she did. And, and she one hasn't arm seen you for two years is longer than the other, <laughs> right. right? So it doesn't fit. Quite Quite right. Now, here's the thing. As parents, the trap that we feel we're in right away is that all of a sudden we think, oh, I need to teach my kids to lie (laughs) because they need to be grateful, right? But at the same time, we just went through a bunch of lessons the last 10 years trying to teach our kids we don't lie. So we feel trapped. So we want to change the conversation. Instead of the conversation being, when is it okay to lie when grandma gives you an ugly sweater? Because that's (laughs) always lie. That's right. That's not what we're trying to do. We want to teach them what giving and getting is really all about. That's the conversation, not about lying. So here's the thing. Giving is how we show other people that we love and care about them. That's what giving is. Yeah. The first thing we want to teach our kids right now today is help them understand that when people give us things, it's because they care about us. Yeah. First and foremost, right? Once we do that, we want to – and put that emphasis on that need to to love us or please us or be kind – 
then it's very easy for our kids to start to see, oh, what should I say or do with mm. someone who is showing kind. love towards right. me or kindness it's towards me? It's not about the object. It's right. about the action. That's right. neat. We're now looking at the person. Yeah. Once they do that, we want to teach them to look for the positive. Now, this is what I mean by that. And children as young as five can look at a gift that wasn't so hot Mm -hmm. and find something good about it. As young as five. Hey, it's red. It is red. And if that's all they've got at the time, then it's red. Or maybe they get something. You know, I think of our daughter and for her birthday this year, her great grandmother gave her a Dora coloring book and some new crayons. Actually, they were used crayons, but a box of crayons. Dora the Explorer. She's 10. Okay. (laughs) So Dora was just a little bit young for her, right? Yeah. So it wasn't even the coloring as much as it was maybe the used box of crayons and the Dora she needed, you know. Just missed. Right. I mean, she needs Justin Bieber. There. Well, yeah. She needs at least something a little bit older. Okay. So she opened it up and it was that same thought. It was that look of, okay, mom, what, what do I do or say? And so what she came up with to look for the positive is she said, Thank you, Grandma, my little sister, Ah. and I will love coloring in this together. Wow. Right? She's 10? Positive. So she found a positive. Now That's amazing. It was the best she had. It wasn't, I love this. Thank you so much. I cannot wait to color it myself. It was, hey, this is going to be so fun. And her little sister's three, Mm -hmm. and they'll color together. So look for the positive. Now, we do this by role playing. Practice with your kids. Yeah. yeah. My kid would never pull that out. Sit them down and say- If we go tonight or if you're ever given something and be as silly as you want or as realistic as you want, what's something positive about a one-armed sweater from grandma? Yeah. Right? That's right. And have them think it through. So role play. It's a powerful tool for parents. But we also ought to check on grandma. Right. If there's only one arm. I mean, if grandma's making stuff with one arm, something's not right. Something's not right. I'm just saying. Okay. So what if they can't find anything positive? There's nothing they they can't play with their siblings. You just with say it. thank you, Grandma, for the thought. Right. Then we go to the love. Oh, we go thank right you back for to, just loving me. Exactly. That's great. So then all we do is we focus on the love. If there's nothing possible positive, then we go right back to thank you for thinking of me. Thank you for the time you put in. Just that. Yeah. The love that you've there's shown. There's always that. There's always that. That's great. And if that's their fallback every single time, fall back on it. That's totally okay. Opposed to this is ugly. Mm-hmm. I can't stand it. I'll ne- Why would you give me this? Yeah. Right? And you have to practice because some of the nonverbals are just are as telltale bad. signs. <laughs> right. So rolling eyes. Yeah, throwing, right? throwing the present. Right, right. Dropping it behind you and quickly moving on to something else. Next, yeah. Right. And ways we can work through that too is – Teaching our children that anything they open or get, they always need to express gratitude immediately following that before they move on to the next one. That's good. So if they're opening gifts, it's uh, here's a positive yeah. about it and go give grandma a hug and tell her thank you. Because they'll just rifle through gifts exactly, exactly. on Christmas morning. And it forces them to take a minute to recognize, wow, somebody cared enough, even just wrapping a gift. Mm-hmm. I mean, we that takes time. Oh, yeah. So if that's the best, then be sure you express that. Is there a way to get them ready for this? Because I remember every Christmas getting pajamas right, and thinking of it basically in my head as a fail. Okay. Like – Sure. Come on. Sure. Is that the best you could do? <laughs> like I don't want this, yeah. right? But see, the perspective is wrong. That's selfishly thinking. That's me, yeah. What What does this do for me? This is not what I mm-hmm. wanted, right? Instead of, wow, someone took the time to pick these out and I appreciate That's that right. they cared about me enough to do that. That's, cool. That's the message we're teaching them. That's great. Now on top of that, our children need to know very clearly that we never, ever hurt the giver's feelings ever. Yeah. There's there's no exceptions to that. And that's going back to, like you said, body language, words we say never. 
The last thing then is to make it very clear to our kids that if there is a problem with it, if they don't love it, they can always come to us after and talk about it, right, in private. And there's been plenty of those times. You know, our daughter with the coloring book, once everyone left, she came up to me and she said, Mom, or why would grandma give me why would grandma give me a Dora coloring you know does she think I'm three yeah. does she think I is and, grandma nuts right and that's when we talk through <laughs> what's great. going on and we reteach what's happening so assure them that if there is an issue or a concern after will there's always time to discuss it yeah. and you put them in a position of power where we're back to manners and we're back to gratitude because it's not about the present it's about the person mm-hmm. who gave the present about the that's giver that's great I love that so much more yep. important much more important. That's okay. cool. Should we do manners? You Please. want to talk about manners a little what? bit? Because, I mean, again, this kind of goes with graciousness. It's just there's there's you need manners like to receive compliments. Right. To receive uh, even the gift is could be handled with manners. Plus, just you're taking your kids out in public for right. the holidays. Normally, we leave them back in the shed. <laughs> Normally, they don't get to leave the house. That's right. So we're about to have a home filled with a lot of guests, possibly, or we're taking them out for the first time this year to meet other people and right. be with other people. And so our first thought is, how are we going to get them to behave? <laughs> we're going to go a little backwards. Okay. And I, wanna, I want to ask that we actually look at ourselves as parents first and consider some things. If we want our kids to have good manners and if we want them to behave – If we don't want meltdowns, this is what we have to do. Okay. The first thing is we have to stick to our schedule. Yes. And they have to kind of know it. Right. We're going here. We'll be here this long. Right. Now, this is weird because you're thinking, wait a second, manners doesn't – isn't that when I look at my kid and I say, don't you dare do that. You'd be good when we're here, right? (laughs) Show me good manners. Yeah. But if we want our kids to have good manners, when we take them places or when people are over at our home, we have to keep them on the schedule, in particular with their sleeping and their eating. Yeah. Right? We've got to make sure that they're still getting their naps, that they still have a bedtime. Otherwise, we set them up to be unequipped or inequipped to handle the stress of all this new and the people and all that. Um, I will never forget we had a house guest when our son was very young over Christmas. And I went to put him to bed for a nap. And the woman actually said to me, what? You don't love me enough. Like that two-hour nap is more important than me. I'm only here for three days. And I said, yep, it is. (laughs) And up the stairs we went and down he went. Because I'm doing him a disservice if he doesn't get the rest to handle all that's going on. Oh, yeah. And then then you can't hold him accountable. Right. So if if we want them to have good manners, you know, anytime, we've got to help them stick to that schedule. Other things we have to do is we have to be realistic. At Christmas, all of a sudden, do we think because it's Christmas, kind of like the Beach Boys, right? Like it's a surprise. Yeah. Do we think they're magically going to be perfect? <laughs> no. It, it's Christmas. You're perfect, right. right? Yeah. We have to have very realistic expectations. They're still kids. They're going to want more stuff. They're seeing more things. Everything's bombarding yeah. them. We've really got to be realistic. The same with our outings. You know, we think all of a sudden at Christmas time and the holidays that they're going to be perfectly behaved. We can do all of these things. Nothing's right. And we're going to be picture perfect. And we're not. Well, and I look at my kids. They're a lot of them are teenagers and they don't what I consider a party. They don't. Sure. Different. Right. So when are we going to be done with this torturous right. <laughs> moment right. so I can get back to my friends and not talk? Well, and we get really stressed out when they don't act or enjoy it the way our yeah. expectations think they should. And so then we treat them with mm-hmm. less patience. So we've got to be realistic. They're still three and six just because it's Christmas. That's right. This doesn't mean it. That's right. I mean, there's magic this well, season, and, but not. <laughs> and you can anticipate. Like Absolutely. I know my kids will pull out cell phones and technology. Right. And that's how they'll offend everyone. Sure. <laughs> sure. By texting that's all right. through grandma's party. <laughs> so we right. could we could know that and just sure. say it's hard because then you're like, 
So do you not want Santa to come back? <laughs> well, and that's another thing. There's no threatening, yeah. right? And that's another one. But if we want to teach them to handle the season and in general, no threatening. If you don't sit still, Santa's not going to come. <laughs> right? That is like, yeah. That's the same as when we're driving and they're arguing in the back and we say, if you don't knock it off, I'm going to pull this car over and you're going to walk home. And Your you're in the middle of I-15, right? <laughs> oh, actually, yeah. Sean says he has pulled you the car over. You have pulled the car over. And he took a nap. I hope they weren't like six. I hope they were at least teenagers <laughs> when you did that. That's so sad. we can also do things like focusing more on saying yes instead of no. This is a time when we're constantly saying no to our kids, no to more toys yeah. or more commercials or more candy right. or more treats. And it doesn't mean we say yes to them, meaning you can have a thousand candies or yeah. a thousand candy canes or cookies. Instead, when they ask for the 15th sugar cookie, <laughs> instead of saying no, say Yes, you can have this, this, and this yep. instead, right? Point out the yeses instead of the nos, and that will help a lot. You can have a tofu a tofu bar. A, a tofu quinoa bar instead. <laughs> Yummy. Other things we forget, we've got to put ourselves in our kids' shoes. Oh, yeah. When it comes to manners and their ability to handle these situations, we really have to look at them and think, what was it like when I was 10 or 3 and I was so excited about Christmas and so excited about my grandparents and my cousins and all of those things that come into play and think back to what it was like. If we can see it from their point of view, we will be much more patient. And it will save you. Right. Right? Because then you're like, all right, we're not going to stay here till 9.50. Right. We're going to get home at 7.30. And be much more realistic, right? right? When we think of their – and it's the same with your teenagers, yeah. right? When they're torn between friends and technology and, again, you know, Uncle Phil's family yeah. party – when we think about what we were like at those parties, we can think, you know what, sometime here and sometime somewhere else. Right. And we can do that. And then you don't have to be asked 20 times, when are we leaving? Right. When, when we, are we leaving? Right. What time did we say? Right. Okay. So here are some quick ones. We talked about not threatening. A couple of things. If you're going to be away from your house for more than three hours, you need to let your kids have a break for 20 minutes. Mm. So if you're driving in a car, wherever it might be, every three hours, give them 20 minutes, even if they're just running in a gra- anything. Yeah, just let them out. To let them regroup and yeah. breathe a little we bit. We call it watering the horses. <laughs> or the kids, right? <laughs> Water the horses. <laughs> right. <laughs> or the kids. The When we're preparing too, when we've got all these people and, you know, these are tips that when we kind of help control and put our kids in an environment where they feel good, they're much more likely to use manners and... Yeah. and so it's almost more like manners are kind of they're normal, right? And they're going to they're going to come as a result of us taking ideal, yeah. care of our kids, right? That's great. So other things, preparations that we have, such as last minute Christmas errands or things we're doing with people, if we drag our kids with us all day, all long, along with us, yeah. we're going to run into some trouble there too. Find a way to swap kids with a friend, let them stay on a schedule, let them you know stay home a little mm-hmm. bit more, and run those things on your own if you can. That's great. Other things, and this is a hard one for parents, but if we have more than three adult activities a week, we don't want to leave our kids with babysitters that much. Three is too many. So we want to look at maybe one thing a week as parents when we're leaving our kids, especially over the holidays. Hmm. So if we can take a step back and say, okay, I've got eight things, which one, maybe two is most important. Yeah. The rest we need to say no to. That's So James uh, – Ixnay on the other two days. So only one. We're just going to do one of those three days. (laughs) So really our manners are going to be a result of – and here's the cool thing. Think about manners this way. Manners are behaviors that make people feel comfortable. Yeah. Right? That's what manners are. So we're trying to put our children in a situation where they've had enough sleep and they're comfortable enough that they can actually be prepared to make other people feel comfortable. Heather, that's awesome. Good stuff. I'm going to have gracious children with manners now. There you go. 
And if not, they're coming to your house. <laughs> I'm bringing them to your house. Send them over. Her name's Heather Ann Johnson. Go to her website, familyvolley.com, or tweet her at pen and paper girl. She's the bomb Deliosha. Sure, she'll pull your hammies. <laughs> or her activities will. She won't touch your hammies. <laughs> but uh, she really is the bomb, and she knows what she's doing. So let's uh, let's take her advice, and let's take a break. We'll be right back. More ideas, more tools to help you, uh, you know, make it through this holiday season. Coming up next, some steps to be a good giver. Up next, right here on the Matt Townsend Show. Text me, Merry Christmas. Just a word or two of text from you will remind me you're still there. You don't have to add much to it. One smiley face will do. Baby, text me Merry Christmas because I'm missing kissing you. Well, thank you. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. That's Kristen Bell right there. She misses kissing me. Merry Christmas to you, Kristen. Don't even know you. Uh, today on the show, we are talking about some, you know, some s- solutions, some tools to help you through this holiday season. Our own Merritt Meekham has been putting together um, some really cool ideas about gift giving. Yes, I have. I say uh, horizontal stripes, not vertical. <laughs> no. Or is it vertical, not way, horizontal? Yeah. <laughs> no wonder they don't like my gifts. See, this is why I need you. What, how, what are the keys to gift giving? Give them. Okay. Give them a card with like 50 bucks on it. You know, I don't Who think anybody would that? complain. Yeah. But the thing is, is that um, gift giving isn't just like an exchange is in uh, like a transaction. It's not a transaction. It's an expression of love. It's an expression right. of affection that right. you care about that person. And um, I have a quote from Jerry, Gary Chapman, who wrote the Five yeah. Love Languages yeah. book. And he said that um, we've always said it's the thought that counts, but it's not the thought that you have in your head that counts. It's the gift that came out of your head <laughs> that really communicates love. Yeah. And so that, I feel like that's an interesting idea because that's you cool. want that gift, the actual physical object, to be something that is that says something about your relationship with that person. But that's kind of a hard thing to do. It is, yeah. Um, Especially for, I think, couples because you come with kind of different ideas of what gifts are and what they mean and basically different cultures of giving gifts between each other. And so some of those traditions just don't mix. And so, uh, for example, some people might associate cost more with love, whereas yeah. some people might associate how much time you spent, like mm-hmm. if you handmade the gift. With me, it's weight. That with love. How, how much does it weigh? <laughs> if it's heavy, then she loves me a lot. Give, we'll give you like pennies. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, though. I mean, yeah. isn't that weird? And it also kind of goes back to what you were taught. Like uh-huh. a lot of, yeah, food means love in my family. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. But. I'd rather, you know. But if you make a great meal, that means you love them. Yeah, Yeah, you really love me. So sometimes those things don't mix. And so what Mr. Chapman um, suggests is to find out what makes your partner feel the most loved and give him or her that. And so sometimes that's not a gift. Sometimes that's spending time with a person. It's just time. Sometimes that, you know, sometimes that's, uh, you know, spending a night cuddled up and, you know, giving some physical affection. Totally. So um, some tips. First, um, is to listen and learn. So if you hear that one thing that the person's always talking about, find something that's related to that. So if 
somebody really loves Paris and love their time they spent in Paris, go find like little, I don't know, Eiffel Tower earrings yeah. or a pretty picture of that and frame it or something like that. Like a memory of all yeah, that, something so you've done together. Bring something and it doesn't have to be um, something, you know, so specific, some item that they would love, but it reminds them of that particular experience. And it well, also and look says at, we're, look at, we're ten days ahead. We could get we exactly. could do this. So it says, I've been listening to you and That's I right. care about what you care about. <laughs> love it. Um, also write ideas down. I think people people always say in passing, like, oh, I would really love that. And we kind of – nobody ever remembers that later. I'm always that person. They're like, what do you want for Christmas? I don't know. I don't uh, know. Yeah. yeah. Nothing. Um, but yeah, so just – you know, if you have a smartphone, you can just quickly write down something. Keep yeah. it in your notes. You don't – you can That's look at it. That's what my wife does. Yeah. So it's a good thing. Sneaky. Um, also, in an article by Justine Vanderloon, she suggested doing the three E's, which is engraving, embossing, or embroidering. Which you can take any really simple gift and if you do one of those things to it, it all of a sudden makes it more personalized and something that shows that you really care and you really put an extra effort into cool. it. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So – and monogramming is really cool right now. Is it? So, oh, is it? Yeah. For really? like household things. Yeah. It's really like cool. Like the blender? Yeah. A monogrammed <laughs> blender. Get it etched. That's right. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> um, and also it's important to remember that you don't have to give gifts. We always think of this item. But you could give things like um, classes. You could – you know, if you're your kids, you could sign them up for a class that they've been wanting to take, like a dance class. Yeah. And, cool. Um, yeah, just give them a piece of paper that says you're, you have dance classes for the next month. Or you can give memberships or subscriptions. Oh, I love those. Oh, yeah. Because that's all year. And so all year you're like, I love grandma. It just keeps on giving. Yeah. That's right. Sports Illustrated. Um, And also to give events. And this is especially good for those people where your time spent together is what speaks most to them. Because if you say, look, I have tickets to this concert and we're going to go to lunch beforehand. It's like in January sometime. And then you have this whole day spent with them. That Mm -hmm. probably means more to them than any expensive gift that you have. Because you're spending time with them face to face. Um, also, cool. I think nobody should ever underestimate that you could donate to a charity that they support. That sounds like a you know cheesy thing, but I think if somebody was like, I noticed that you really care about this issue, yeah. so I decided to go ahead and make a donation in your name. That's a really, that's cool, really cool thing. And that's, again, they show you that they've been listening and that they care. Sorry. I mean that's the. I mean really that's all we want is that they've paid attention. Exactly. Right? So it's more it's more like you have paid attention to me, not you bought this nice thing for me. I think it's the attention that matters. Um, a few things that are always good. I made up this list with a bunch of coworkers today. Good. Nice notebooks. Yes. Um, cozy things like socks or blankets or um, scarves. Everybody yeah. loves that this time of year. Well, that, right? that was my last Christmas, right there. Um, nice food. I don't think anybody would say no to a box of chocolates unless they like hate it or allergic yeah. or something. But oh, most but, yeah. people would love that. It's good. Um, movie tickets, just some blank ones. You can go theaters and just get blank right. movie tickets that you can use anytime. Um, candles. Ugh. You don't like candles. I most women that I know yeah. would love. Try a to really get a nice candle, candle that just doesn't smell. <laughs> Yeah, just a or neutral. Just, yeah, my mama's always looking for the candle that just smells clean. I don't know mm. what that means, but or yeah. I like the can- I like the candle that smells like my pillow. <laughs> I don't know what smell that. Yeah, is, yeah, exactly. But it's my um, pillow. Mugs. You can put stuff in them. Hot yeah. chocolate. Everybody needs more mugs. I feel like that's a common thing. Yeah. But lastly, it's it's the thought that counts. Like we've said, it's that you've paid attention to them, and so even if you're feeling like you haven't quite got it. Um, you don't need to overdo it. You don't need to go buy something expensive. Oh. Maybe just get a nice card and say, I bought this because I was thinking about you and about how, why I like you because of these reasons. Mm-hmm. And I thought you would like this because of this. And just explain yourself. I think there's no harm in that. And that really, again, shows that you care about that person. Well, and do it now. 
Exactly. You got 10 more days. I, I always time. do this the day before <laughs> and then I overspend because it's guilt. It's blood money. Right, yeah. So I think more more money and then I like to leave the gift cards in there for my wife or the gift receipts. So my <laughs> wife's like, oh, you, wow, you do love me. Yeah. But, but she doesn't time. go that. There she is doesn't. time for thought. That's right. Thoughtful gifts. Well done, Merritt. Thank you. I'm going to uh, – you wait till you see what I got you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to go figure out what it is. Yeah, yeah. And I'll so. get it to you by the end of the week. <laughs> Merit Meekham's her name. Gift giving's her game. We're going to take a break, my friends. And uh, when we come back, more ideas this to help you through the holiday season, right? Uh, coming up will be Linda Esposito. And uh, a little bit later, she's going to teach us, I think, about traditions, family traditions. You know, we got a lot going on on the show, folks. How do we not lose it with our families Well, we're spending so much time with them. Linda Esposito, she'll be up in just a few minutes. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. It's my Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. This is hour number two of the Matt Townsend Show, where we bring you solutions, tools, ideas to help you get a leg up in this crazy thing called life. We could just sit here and talk about all the bad that's happening in this world, but why? Everyone else is doing that. Instead, we are going to bring you some solutions, some ideas, some tools, and today we're going to be talking about good gift giving. Accentuate the positive. We need uh, that. Sounds like a song from uh, a Disney movie. A yes. Disney movie. It is. Yeah. Let's not use that. Okay. Because that always makes me mad. <laughs> Isn't that sad? Yes. I shouldn't be. I very shouldn't be mad every time we pull out an old Disney song or a new Disney song like that one. <sighs> you counting to ten now? Is that what you're doing? I'm breathing in through my nose and okay. out through my mouth. Trying to not lose it. Um, Just let it go. <clears throat> Don't you dare. Let it go. Let it go. James, <laughs> seriously, <laughs> let it go. I'm not talking to you. <laughs> you make me so mad. Anyway, happy holidays to you. And, uh, as we, you know, we just heard from Merritt that there's there's all these really cool tricks to be a good, being a good gift giver. Exactly. But according to a story that's out today, mm-hmm. there's there's a there you can give gifts in a hidden way and change a lot of lives. That is true. Uh, and I didn't know about this actually until I I read the article. This uh, article comes from uh, Amy. Um, I'm guessing Peachy is her name. Peachy. Um, it, I'm guessing that's how it's pronounced, but isn't that a Mario be, Brothers no person? No, that's oh, Peach. Yeah. Okay. That's, yeah. Yeah. Keep going. Uh, but she writes for uh, Money Watch on CBSNews.com. Uh, okay. And she talks about layaway angels. Really? Now, this is not you buying an angel and you know paying for it over time. These are folks, and this has become a kind of a phenomenon. It happened last year. Really, but it looks like it may be happening. It's happening again this year, Catching and on. it may be even more. Uh, there may be more influence from this this year. 
Uh, so what you have is, you know, you have a layaway service. Right. People, you know, Walmart, Toys R Us, all sorts of, you know, retailers have layaway. Well, and my, that's where you, yeah. you, you put a little bit down pay it on off. your purchase and here. you pay it off on payments as you go. Right. Yeah. And so that allows people who may not be able to afford something really big at one time to make payments over time. Yeah. Just to, to help out. And, and this started actually in the, in the Great Depression era. Yeah. When when stores started with layaway, it was kind of a very good idea, I think. Um, but this year and last year, there have been people who are actually just donating money. In fact, there's there is a, a charity called Pay Away the Layaway. Wow! No way! It's fantastic. Pay Away the it, Layaway. It was started in 2011 by Lee uh, Karchower. Okay. And what they do is they take donations. They crowdsource their their funds. Cool. So they, they take small donations from people and yeah. it all adds up. Yeah, they get a big amount. And then they will go to a store. They usually work with uh, somebody at uh, Toys R Us. And they will take money into the store and pay down the amounts oh, that's on cool. people's layaway. That's way cool. And it's anonymous. It's anonymous, yes. Wow. I want people to do that for my credit card. <laughs> I wish I know. I know that feeling. <laughs> but so and people people are actively doing this. They are. As a matter of fact, um they Toys R Us had two Massachusetts stores receive gifts of $20,000 each from anonymous donors this year. Really? Yeah. 40 grand to 40 pay grand down which pay tells down you layaway. Whether you're you need to just bet on layaway, <laughs> like just well, put they, everything they, on they layaway. Target, they target stores in you know more uh, urban areas and, yeah. and you know areas That's of so of great lower you incomes. You're waiting for some, you know, Xbox system exactly, <laughs> and it's all on layaway. And then the next thing you know, your bill's clear. Mm-hmm. It's I think it's a pretty cool thing. They go into the stores and pay off the layaway accounts for parents and grandparents who are trying to buy toys, yeah. you know, for children. And there are people – they say that they get they get stunned looks from people. Oh, I bet. Now, can you're, can you're you imagine good, actually – Yeah. You, or getting a call. Oh, by the way, your, your layaway is paid off. That would be how, the coolest call how, to get. How did I do that? Yeah. I didn't pay it. It was an elf on the shelf. <laughs> the elf on the shelf covered it. That's they've, cool. They've even had people cry. Oh, I bet. At, at, at like think of that. that. You know, a hundred dollar present could just totally tip your family over mm-hmm. for some families. That's some hard. other people that are doing this. Actually, NFL quarterback or former NFL quarterback Tim Tebow. Yeah, he went to an Orlando Walmart one day and paid down the layaway accounts of, for the customers in that Walmart. How cool. Mm-hmm. If I was a billionaire, I would do it. I think it would something be something I would do, and I, I, I think but, it would be. But then you don't fun. tell anybody. Then you just sneak in and do it. Exactly. That, that's, that's cool. That's the best part is you you do it anonymously, yeah. and and it's just a surprise for it's 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 Santa coming twice. That is, and what's again goodwill. So now all of a sudden you're thinking, pay it forward. What mm-hmm. could I do for someone else? That is cool. Yeah. Wow, that's neat. And then there was uh, Johnson City, Tennessee. Uh, the Toys R Us there, and uh, a layaway angel paid for more than 52 accounts that totaled more than $5,000. That's great. You know, we have our own little uh, layaway account. Really? Yeah, the the James Birdsall Help Me Get Married account. 
Come on. I think yeah. we, we call ours throw the man a bone. <laughs> oh. We're going to get this guy married. Yeah, if you want to hear me cry. just And at least up to the... 10% of that will be going to James. Yeah, so if you have monies, if you have if you have coins you'd like to donate to the uh, Give James a Break marriage fund. Any spare change in your car. Give us a call. Yeah. We... <laughs> Last time we gave the number out, someone actually called. I know. Are we going to put him in front of the building with a bell? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He'll be dressed like an elf on the shelf, just ringing a bell. We're doing this to raise money for a, 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 an unknown charity. It's a it's a little known charity. Mm-hmm. The J the, the JB <laughs> engagement engagement fund fund charity of all charities. <laughs> We're helping you gather the funds to get married, James. No, I really appreciate it. I think it's great. It'd be huge. We'll call it – it's like layaway. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, so far we have had like – we've had a donation. We've, we've had two donations. Yeah. One was a relative of James. Mm-hmm. I think it's I – th- I honestly think it's his mother. Was it a pledge or a donation? <laughs> it was, I think it was a donation and I think she's just dead set on getting this boy married. Right. Then the other was the kind gentleman that's a listener that called in and was going to donate a large amount of money, hmm. like at least $12. I don't remember the number. Wow. It was a lot. So, yeah. So if you want to if you want to do that, just go to w. dash forward slash give the man a break slash <laughs> hashtag hashtag dot com. <laughs> I have a feeling okay. like I'm not going to see a cent of this. Well, <laughs> No, you will. Ten percent. Yeah, ten percent of the money raised will go directly to your knife business. Wow, ten <laughs> percent. Yeah. Wow. James, by the way, a lot of people don't know this is opening up a store called Knives Are Us. Ooh. Yep. Where they'll have layaway. I need some sharpened. Is that would that be a, a function of that store? I don't know that they're going to branch out into sharpening. Oh, okay. Sharpening's it's an art. Buy a set of demo knives for your, your loved one, and he'll throw in a free. Penny cutting exhibition. Yep. <laughs> or is there a first aid kit involved? <laughs> Where they'll cut a penny in half for you and the kids. Yep. But <laughs> you got to bring your own penny. <laughs> hey, um, we've got Linda Esposito. And then slice the tomatoes paper thin. Paper thin. Can you read the paper through that tomato? Uh, why are we slicing the tomatoes so thin? Don't ask questions. Just buy the We're saving money. <laughs> are you opening a it's restaurant? It's for the layaway. <laughs> well, uh, that's cool. That's a cool story. Hey, everybody, just keep paying it forward, right? Let's yeah. get through the holiday season taking care of each other. Uh, Linda Esposito is going to be up next. She's a licensed uh, counselor, therapist, working and social worker in Los Angeles, and she's going to help us make it through the holidays without uh, harming anyone in our family, emotionally, physically, spiritually. We're going to take care of each other. And we only got about two weeks to take care of that. Uh, we're going to learn the art of a healthy holiday season. This is the Matt Townsend Show. We'll be back with Linda Esposito after this break. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Hey, nothing says tra- traumatic more than, uh, you know, seeing your mom kissing another man underneath the mistletoe. A big man dressed like Santa Claus 
I saw Mama kissing Santa Claus. Welcome back to the show, folks. Uh, today we um, are talking about the family drama that can sometimes un you know wind your your festivities. You know, you're all excited, get there, opening up the presents. And everyone's got one, right? We all have that one relative. Maybe it's the crazy uncle, the judgmental sister-in-law, the negative naysayer, the braggart, the competitive family discussions, you know, the one that always like, hey, so how much is your boat? My boat is so much money. You know, I always think of it as Cousin Eddie. From National Lampoon's Vacation. <laughs> yes, very much. So how much you make there, Clark? <laughs> is that real tomato ketchup, Eddie? <laughs> that is so... Oh, I love that. But we've all got somebody, right? And and when you know, we... that, that hamburger helper doesn't need no hamburger. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this is your favorite guy? No. Real tomato ketchup, Clark? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the one that makes inappropriate comments about your wife or your kids... The guy that stirs the Kool-Aid with his hand, his bare hand, you know, or the childless uh, relative that always tells you how to discipline your kids. Mm. The reality is these people are people, too. They're also, you know, let's be real. They're still children of God, and they, too, need your help and your patience. So on the show, we wanted to figure out some ways, some tools to help you get through that. Um, and one of the things we wanted to talk about, uh, I, and it's something I, you know, I get to work a lot on in my profession as a relationship coach, but simply how do you handle something that you feel obligated to go to? That's one of the things that no matter how much you love family and extended family, there is a lot of stuff going on. Um, and, and then you, just with your own children, you've already got 50 other things to go to. Plus, you still got to get everything ready. And then you got the elf on the shelf watching you incessantly. And as all of this is going on, you still can't lose your cool. So here are some tools and some suggestions I give you. One of the rules of all rules, and I give it every time I, th- I feel like I talk about relationships, we never take the lead of the most messed up person in the room. Don't follow their lead. Let me give you some other rules. Don't ever borrow or lend money to the most financially messed up. Don't do it. Don't ever um, don't ever uh, start a business with the guy that started 500 businesses and has never succeeded at one. Just another idea. Well, and if you are going to be giving a loan to family, which isn't advised, then be fully prepared yeah. to not see that money ever That's again. Right. That's right. Also, it's like if you're going to give your last declare to the guy that always eats all of the food, you can pretend like you're going to get it back, like he's borrowing the eclair. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. No. So don't – if you keep being surprised by somebody that you know is not going to get it and they've never gotten it and it's the same story over and over, if it's still surprising you, then the problem is no longer everyone else. The problem is you, my friend. So that's what we've got to work on. So here's some ideas. Uh, they don't have to bring you down. This is still family. And one of the interesting things about family, we didn't choose them. Most of the time, we didn't choose these people. They chose us. <laughs> they just We inherited them. And so we've got to become the change that, that we seek in others. So if you feel obligated, that's a big deal. 
and sometimes there's just some things we need to go to. Some of the greatest vaca- or the greatest Christmases we've ever had, we just went out of town. Took my family to London. Just got away. Wow. Just got away. It was so magical. <laughs> we had a great Christmas Eve. We woke up underneath the tree. We're travel bags and every one of the kids Santa left travel bags and tickets and we just Hmm. left that morning and went to London you know I'm glad that you got you guys weren't the ones waking up under the Christmas tree that's well no we we did that too (laughs) okay yeah that was weird (laughs) but here's one of the things um, as, as we're getting into some tools to help us handle this Watch out for the triggers, okay? There are certain triggers that are going to to get you down. If you have to do something, that very idea could could start to wear you out versus wanting to do it. We tend to remember one of the reasons I think our families are some, you know, they tend to stress us a lot is we are a lot alike. And uh, sometimes it's our similarities that end up bugging us the most about these people. Like, oh, my word. I used to say that. Till I saw the light. Um, we've uh, also sometimes we've changed, and they don't think we have. So a lot of times we're sitting here thinking, "I've moved on. I don't know. I still don't pick my nose. I don't do that anymore. I don't. I used to. Yes, when I was four, but I don't do that. So the story needs to end. James, does your family have stories of you? Let's hear some of your stories. Some of my stories. Just stories that they bring up that. Like you think, oh, that's not me. Yeah, it's it's making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. I was notorious for never making my own peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Why? Just because too I, hard? No, I felt that other people made them better and they tasted better, and so I never made my own. And so everyone still gives me flack for that. Do you, do you make your own sandwiches now? I've moved on. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've talked to some of your roommates actually, and they say you really haven't. Well, you know, occasionally they uh, say you don't even make your own top ramen. Okay. This is hitting a little too close to home. <laughs> That's a great example. You 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 used to just – well, you used to be a kid. Yeah. So you, you used to think that their peanut butter and jelly sandwiches tasted different. Yeah. So why – yeah. And everyone has their own style of making peanut butter and jelly yeah. sandwiches. But you've and, moved on. Yeah. But I make my own peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. I'm an adult. Yeah. I but, make my own PB&Js. But they, they don't think you've moved on. No. Um, that's <laughs> and, Or they think you should be the same size. So I walked in once and I had one of my aunts say, whoa, <laughs> you've gained some weight. <laughs> so kind. That's a great thing to I say. Know. Yeah. And I'm just like, whoa, your hair's blue, <laughs> <laughs> you blue-haired lady. We're going to start this? And then my mom got mad at me. Oh. Uh-huh. What do you do? Uh, there's a lot of unrealistic expectations with our families. There's a lot of times you're just tired. Have you ever been so tired you couldn't leave? Like so worn out yeah. mm-hmm. that you couldn't leave. Sometimes like I'll do a speech or a, like a workshop that goes all day and then I just sit down. And once I sit down, I can't leave my – I can't leave wherever I am. <laughs> That's why I, I always try to get on an airplane before I get – before I sit down. Then I can do whatever I want. So today we're going to be talking about some tools. Let me give you one uh, – just a little taster for you here. Um we always want to handle difficult people like driving on a difficult road. Slow down? I'd slow down. Mm-hmm. I would uh, – I'd really start to focus ahead. OK. Focus ahead. Read the signs, right? So if, if crazy cousin Eddie's starting to get a little weird – Hey, Clark. Yeah. If he, and if everyone's starting to leave the room, 
notice the signs. It's time, mm-hmm. it's time that you leave the room. Mm-hmm. Get, get the chains out. You have to drive preventatively, right? Yeah. I call that the point of prevention. And I learned this in driving school. I happened to have gotten a, a ticket going 100 and something miles an hour. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, it was bad. And um, the $300 ticket. And I went to driving school to get it knocked off my record. Mm-hmm. And in driving school, the guy's like, what is the posted speed limit along the Wasatch Front I-15 corridor? Well, it's changing. It is. It's just changed. Mm-hmm. 70. But everyone's like 65. And he's like, no, sir. Nope. And someone's like, 70? And he's like, nope, that's probably why you're here. <laughs> 80? Nope, not 80. But it is 80, you know, on the way to Vegas. Nope. It is. Nope, nope, nope. He just kept saying, nope, didn't matter what he said. So finally, someone says, I really think it's 65 miles an hour. And he's like, you are wrong, sir. It is 65 miles an hour when conditions permit. Ah. Uh, Technicality. Yeah. You are mm-hmm. only allowed to drive 65 when the conditions permit 65. You can't go 65 anytime you want. So you're only allowed to bring up that family situation when it's when the conditions permit. Yeah. So if you drive in there and you try to pretend like it's all normal. You're going to get all squirrely. That's right. And then you want to get a little contention going. <laughs> yeah. But everyone's tired and messed up and frustrated and exhausted and somebody has had too much eggnog. Then it's ugly. Yeah, that nog can get you. Nog. Anyway, when we come back, we're going to teach you how to drive through this point of prevention. We're going to talk about nine tips as well, nine tips for dealing with difficult relatives over the holidays. Also going to give you a bunch of tools to make sure that you're thinking ahead, you're planning through this process of dealing with other people, especially the people you love. They sometimes are the hardest to deal with. More when we come back to make this uh, holiday season even full of more good tidings and great joy. This is the Matt Townsend Show right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. You really are a he. You're as cuddly as a cactus, you're as charming as an eel, Mr. Grinch. You're a bad banana with a greasy black peel. You're not that bad, you're just my uncle. (laughs) Welcome back to the show, folks. This is the Matt Townsend Show. But, you know, your, your relative could be Mr. Grinch. Oh, that's true. I told somebody this morning I was a Grinch, actually. Did you? Well, I am I am very strict in my car that we do not play Christmas music until after Thanksgiving. Wow. Like in your car? Like In my car. Do you yeah. have a lot of people that come in well, trying car, to sneak doing in carpool, okay. Doing car pool. Yeah. 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 So I got kids in there. Yeah. I want to miss the Christmas music, Dad. Uh, it's not Thanksgiving yet. Is, is it? that what your kids sounds like? Yeah. Don't you have all like girls? That? Yeah, I do. <laughs> Your girls sound like boys. Uh-huh. <laughs> so what do you do? You take them on? Well, no, I just say no. But don't they then whine and cry? No. You've taught them well. Because they know. <laughs> You've taught them well. Exactly. So today we're talking about uh, how, to, how to not create drama with your extended family. Yeah. And one of the rules we're talking about is you have to drive within the point of prevention. And I learned that in driving class. He said you are only as safe as your ability to prevent an accident. Mm-hmm. So if you have passed the point of preventing it, you are responsible for it. 
at least partially. Mm-hmm. And uh, which was a really it was a keen insight because the minute I heard him say that, I thought that is like half of the couples I know that are arguing. They've already passed the point of preventing it. If you have the same accident over and over, it's it's your fault. So you can keep being mad at everyone else and the weird uncle that's always there and that is always ornery. But there's a million other things you can do. You don't have to go sit next to him and then get into some discussion about politics. Mm-hmm. I would – my grandma taught me there are certain topics we just don't talk about. Money, sex, religion, politics, BYU and Utah rivalry. Yeah, there is that. And how to parent someone else's child. Yeah. Just stay out of those. But the funny thing is, is at first no one talks about that. And then all of a sudden – Two hours in, you know, a pound of turkey, a pound of ham in. Then all of a sudden, someone's going to say, so what do you think about Obama? Mm-hmm. Though, here we go. Hi. What do you think about Boehner? Boehner and Obama ganging up, passing the stimulus. The gang of two. Or whatever they called that. Yeah. So the rule is there's certain topics you can't avoid. And the minute they get started, and I've seen it, and I've sometimes even done yep. it, where the minute I say mm-hmm. it, everyone at the table kind of stands up, the smart ones. They all stand up and they walk away. Yeah. And then the two, the two dummies are left there. It's always me with Let's someone Let's go play else. checkers, kids. Like, get out of here, Dad. It's about to blow. <laughs> so watch out for the topics. You know what they are. Cling um, not to – the topics that you have to always talk about. This doesn't need to be an incredibly enlightening conversation. It might be better that you just have the spirit of peace than this incredible conversation. I've seen it happen with sports. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, Johnny Manziel is a horrible quarterback. No, he's not. He's a great quarterback. He's a great – he's a horrible quarterback. How dare you say that? Here we go. Here mm-hmm. we go. Grab the baby. Um <laughs> Walk away from any confrontation. Sometimes it's just easier to just not react. Walk away. Over-communicate, meaning be very clear what you're saying. Okay. Be very clear what you're not saying. I'm not trying to be offensive. I am just saying this and try to leave it at the most specific point you can. Because <laughs> once you're specific, it's a little easier to either – to be clear. Don't do generalizations. I'm sorry. I don't like the foreign policy of the current administration. That's right. I know. Then all of a sudden – so what are you saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Maybe two, uh, watch and learn how other people are handling the difficult one. There might be mm. somebody that is the crazy uncle whisperer Ooh. that can relate to that person at a different level, and they get so much more out of them. Usually it's mom. It's usually mom. <laughs> or it might be the, yeah, the one married to the guy. Charlie, what are you doing? That's right. But they, they might have a really good idea for how to handle these difficult mm. people. And sometimes it's just – Compliment them or go talk about the one thing they love to talk about. Timeouts. Or go take a timeout, for example. Anyway, don't, you also don't have to get stuck with the same person. So go in and intentionally find out where they're sitting and sit somewhere else. Oh, yeah. And just sit somewhere else. Or, hey, who says you can't go to the little kid's table? James eats there every day. That's where the best dessert is. That's right. And there's no expectation. Mm-hmm. You can get food all over. You can get the kids in trouble, too. One of the great things, too, just be a great listener. You can get the kids in trouble. Why would you want to get the kids in trouble? Because it's fun. See, that's that's why you're the problem. That's right. (laughs) If you're a great listener, you can listen all night long and not ever have to get intention. You just listen. Okay, so you feel like – and you just reflect. One other thing is you can always laugh it off. Um, 
you might want to play the game Find the Good, and this might be a really fun game that you sneak in on your kids and you say, look, when we go in there, a lot of times we get in a fight about stupid stuff. So when we come out back to the car and we're, we're leaving, we're all going to have to go around the group and find three things that went really good during that event. Play the game. Find three things and see if you can't point. Well, Dad, you didn't hit crazy Uncle Henry when he made fun of whatever. Point it out, um, but get in the driver's seat. One of my favorite things to do um, is to just sometimes go do dishes. I hate doing dishes. I know, but here's the neat thing about doing dishes. When Nobody you else do, wants to do right, them. And no one's around you, and you're all by yourself. And you're, it's goodwill. Everybody loves you in the end because you did the dishes. And I don't do this enough, but I've, when I really want to get out of talking to anyone, I just go do the dishes. Mm-hmm. And then you're done. And you're done. And you've served the people. And yet you didn't have to go deal with crazy, crazy. And after the dishes are done, most people are taking a nap. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. And then um, you could you know, you know, could go out. I like to play with the kids because the kids are all out having fun. Exactly. And because I have five boys, if we just take a football, I can go out and just start passing the football around. You know what I mean? It's all easy. Anyway, there's some ideas. Now, you had some others you looked up, Sean, about. Yeah, I was looking on Huffington Post and found an article from Gretchen Rubin, Nine Tips for Dealing with Difficult Relatives Over the Holidays. It might repeat a little bit of what you've been saying. Uh, But she's got some really good um, comments here that I think are incredibly – before you walk into the situation, the first one, before you walk in, spend a few minutes thinking about how you want to behave. There you go. That's right. Or just review the court order. Mm-hmm. That's true, too. Like what happened? 50 feet or 25 feet. Make sure you know the distance. <laughs> Think it through. Think it through. <laughs> That's good. Begin with the end in mind. And then number two, like you said, think about how topics that might seem innocuous to you might upset someone else. Yeah. Do not pull the tiger's tail. No. Especially, yeah, it just... It's going to get ugly. It can. And it can get... And, and it just... It makes it even a more complicated situation. Oh, and for everybody. My wife is like, I can't believe you said that. Mm-hmm. And then she's mad. Uh, number three is avoid strife. You know, you've got those – you've got family members who some of them just like to argue. Yeah. So just – you know, if you know that somebody's view on politics are going to drive you crazy, well, don't talk about That's it. That's right. Like you said. Play – you know what? Play Bing Crosby. Oh, there you go. It's hard to fight in the middle of Bing Crosby. And then if, if you are attending a party that has adult beverages, don't drink don't, too much of it. Don't over-imbibe. Exactly. That's – you know what? That's the beginning of losing your head. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Then you're going to have trouble. But, and then as best as you can, play your part in the tradition. Which tradition? Any traditions. And, you know, because some people – I mean your mom might have all her family together and, and for the only time in how many years. yeah. yeah. And she wants to have that tradition of whatever you guys do right. for the holidays. Bring out the accordion. And if you're not participating, yeah, then I'm sorry. Yeah, do it. You're, yeah, you're, that's cool. Yeah. Do it for mom. Now, if if you're the one that wants everything to be perfect, ease up on yourself, first of all. That, I think, creates a lot of tension because yes. you, you've got this whole concept of how it has to be. Exactly. We are all going to sing the carols, all of us. <laughs> So shut your mouths and sing the carols. Everyone is going to participate. You're not singing. Yes. Jimmy, sing. <laughs> Do not make me come over there. There goes the tradition. Yeah. Number seven is don't stuff yourself. 
you, you overeat and yeah. you can get irritable. Yeah, but then you can't move. So in a way, exactly. either really stuff yourself or don't stuff yourself. You got to mm-hmm. choose because <laughs> you're safe kind of both ways. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's strategies for controlling how you eat and stuff. You yeah. Can, you can look some of those up. Lots of water. But then, uh, as as you also said, find some fun. Yep. And even if the fun isn't like the planned normal fun, find some fun. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there's a game on. Put oh, your yeah. cell phones away. That you, would help. You got to do that because yeah. that's – I mean, again, if it's getting crazy and you're about to punch somebody, go get your cell phone out and go sit – go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. That's exactly. what you do. You just go to the restroom, and you're gone for about 30 minutes, and no one knows better. Yeah. So. That doesn't mean you go out to the store. No. No. I just got to run an errand. Yeah. It's Christmas Eve. <laughs> and number nine, I, I like this one. Find reasons to be grateful. Yeah. Tis the season, huh? Yeah, for me, if you know, I, I like cooking, and I, I like making things for folks that they're going to eat. Yeah. I can be grateful that I'm cooking for somebody. You know what? I'm grateful when you're cooking. I know you are because you don't have to. I know, but you need. It doesn't seem like you cook as much as you talk about cooking. Oh, I cook. Maybe you need I to, cook breakfast every morning. Maybe you need to bring it to work. Just saying. Well, breakfast is. My kids eat it all before I'm gone. Man, I'm starving. So it's cool. Gratitude is a major happiness booster, according to. The article here from Gretchen Rubin on the Huffington Post. And that's what we've been learning, being gracious. And if you want your kids to be gracious, you be gracious. You want your kids to be grateful, you be grateful. Yeah. Come on! It helps. That's it. I mean, do you mean like setting an example? Yeah, something like that. What the heck are you talking about? Tis the season to set the example. Oh, jeez. Again, they're your family for heaven's sakes. You know how this is going to go. But if you keep being upset by it, guess what? Come on, it's you. <laughs> You're a grown-up now. Time to play the grown-up. And it seems like a lot of these steps, too, that it's just, you know, this holiday season, empower yourself. You don't have to be the victim, you know. Right. If, even if you get into a confrontation, you can walk away. Yeah. Just find yeah. something. Just empower smile yourself. and look at them like, okay. Yeah. You know, I, I really don't think that way, and I'm, I don't really want to have this discussion, so I'm going to go over here. That's right. At least I have hair. <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> I can't say that. And you could say can it. I. You both could say it. Yeah, but I don't have enough. At least okay. I have some hair. You, said, <laughs> you should see my chest. You should have more chest hair. Yeah, see, now it's getting petty. Yeah. Okay, but so see, that's what my kids do. But that's what we like to do on the show is we like to give you examples. Yes. What to do, what not to do. Mm-hmm. So we've kind of covered the whole gambit. That's good. Let's hope so. We're going to take a break, my friends. Come back, wrap up the show. Today we're going to wrap it up talking about family traditions, some of our favorite traditions. Uh, and you've got, you've got to stay with us. Um, the Birdsall family has a baked Alaskan um, house fire tradition where they burn down the house uh, making baked Alaskan. It's great. It's great. He'll tell you all about it. James will be all over that tradition when we come back. This is the Matt Townsend Show right here on BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We're wrapping up the show. Two hours of fun today talking about your holiday traditions, how to, uh, you know, have a holiday season where no one dies, where we all just love each other and where we just smile at crazy cousin Larry or Eddie. Can't we all just get along? Yeah. And to wrap it up, 
What a better way to do this than talking about family traditions from the crazy to just the meaningful. What are your favorite family traditions? We, uh, we've been putting together some of our own a little roundtable here. Uh, James Birdsall, before the break, we were talking about a great uh, tradition that the Birdsall family started. Um, James, I guess, once made baked Alaskan. Yeah, the baked Alaskan house fire. Yeah, talk about that. Just, well, I mean, it's an interesting story. It's fantastic. Well, when you say that it's, uh, you, that we're giving you tips to be able to survive the holidays in the Birdsall home, uh, you know, it takes on various meanings. Oh, yeah. That it, it, actually bodily harm can happen. Yeah. Uh, depending on what we bake. Yeah. And so, you know, just the bake, baked Alaskan was was quite a. Let's just call it a fiasco. Well, <laughs> it's not a tradition anymore. I don't use that word anymore. Baked? Yeah, fiasco. fiasco. Yeah, you stay Why? away from that. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Oh, just because of the fiasco. It's a tradition in my house that is not a good oh, one. That's, no, no, no. Yeah. Don't, yeah, say, don't bring yeah, that no, up. No, 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 no. Don't bring that up. Um, so you were you had baked Alaskan. You had a torch out. Yeah, I tried to do it like a souffle uh-huh, with, yeah. a, with a blowtorch. Uh-huh. Didn't work out very well. Talk about how you went to bed with it. Yeah, that was the problem when I was trying to do the souffle while I was sitting in bed. Then the comforter caught fire yep. and then proceeded to catch the rest of the house on fire. So we learned what about where where do we make the baked Alaskan? Where do we where do we make in it? In the kitchen. We never make it on the bed, yeah, right? That's yeah, what we learned. Yeah. But in but because of that we've we've invested in other traditions. We found that um oh, yeah. fire extinguishers? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That uh Well yeah, and the <laughs> And the oil fire, that was a great fire. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember the oil fire? That was a great fire. Let me yeah, guess. You great. guys had candles on your Christmas tree, didn't you? Yeah. A lot of fire in our yeah. household. It's Yeah, a lot yeah. of fire. Uh, remember when you learned to put water under the tree? Remember that? When oh, we started watering, yes. putting water on the tree? Yes. Well, that's the thing is that we actually started putting big pots of water under our tree, kind of replaced our presence. Smart. Yeah. <laughs> Just in case. That's in case. Well, because I, I feel like you can't have enough water. Well, and pots of water burn don't burn as easily as presents do. So uh, totally we're always true. prepared. And there's one other tradition that the bird solves. Every kid gets a fire extinguisher. Yep, it's great in their stocking. Yep. <laughs> uh, anybody else have any traditions? Uh, other, I mean, the bird solves. Those are great. I'm not saying those aren't great, but you know, three house fires later, we should learn. It's tradition. It really your poor is. parents warms your heart, literally, <laughs> literally, and, and burns your hands. Yep. Yeah, it's great. It's a great thing. It's put that on a bumper sticker. <laughs> <laughs> it warms our hearts and burns our hands. Hey, uh, Alyssa's here. Uh, Alyssa, what's your favorite uh, tradition, other than you know baked Alaska? Yeah, I don't do that. Okay, but we go bowling every Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve Sweet. bowling. It is so fun. It sounds hot. Yeah. Does it get competitive? <laughs> oh, it gets competitive. Last year, my cousin took a bowling class, and so we were all scared oh. of her. But I beat her the first game. So for the record, like, so you're, you're let like, it be known. But then the second game, she beat me. So Well, you get tired. Yeah, like my arm was pretty... And my shoulder, I yeah. couldn't really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. we won't finish the sentence. Maybe you but, ought to work out. Yeah, like, before you do that. Yeah, well, stretch. we bowl like yeah. once a year. I always stretch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then my mom always takes pictures of us with our hands in the X or like across oh. our heart as the spare and strike. So oh, when cute. I get you know four strikes in a game, for you don't example, get four when that happens most years, Ooh. I get four pictures. That's that sounds like a lie. <laughs> 
Anyway, that's that's a great tradition. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people wouldn't equate bowling to Christmas, but I can exactly. See. Well, it's different each year. Like when we first did it, there was no one there. We were the only family in the bowling alley. But now it seemed to it's catching on. Is it? It's yeah. yeah it's well, it's the rave. Yeah. Um, that's cool. That's good. That's Thank good. you, Sean. Do you have a tradition that brings back the? We memories? have food traditions. Actually, of course, I house. love food traditions. Mm-hmm. We actually have a tradition, and I don't know if I've told you about this one. It's called uh, cinnamon apples. Mm, I'm liking We have them it. for each each holiday. You take, you know, the red hot cinnamon candies. Yes. You put them in a pot with some water, and you boil them down. They're, I mean, they're mm. nothing but sugar. Yeah. So you make up this syrup, but then you take apples that you've cored and peeled, and you boil them in the red syrup, and it turns the apples red. Hot. Yeah, spicy. With cinnamon. Picante. <laughs> no, it doesn't make them hot. Actually, oh, it doesn't. No. But then Yummy. you have you have some some cream cheese dressing that goes over the top, some walnuts. And but you don't burn hippies. your house down. No, James, you listening? No. So yep. that, that's actually using a stove or an uh, and the oven. You can use everything, and you don't have to burn stuff down. Okay. Are you sure you're doing it right? Because usually when I cook, that's usually involved the, the burning. Well, you mm-hmm. you use the burning to know when you're done cooking. Yeah, we but we you have can a hol- actually not burn it and just know because you timed it. We do oh. we do holiday stuff together as a family. We don't attend Burning Man. That's great. Oh, it's a great tradition. We have Burning Man Burtzall edition every <laughs> <I> year. <see. laughs> Burning Alaska. And we yeah. usually have uh, cinnamon rolls for breakfast too. Oh, that's a good tradition. We have pancake, we have hotcakes and gravy. R- gravy? Yes. Really? It's kind of like biscuits and gravy. Yeah. But it was my grandpa's recipe and he handed it down and handed it down. Mm. And, oh. It's good living. If, if, if my, one of my daughters is listening right now, she's going to have a start a new tradition. It is so good. Mm. Oh, I'm starving. Merit, you got a tradition? Yeah, I bet it involves yeah. a movie. Um, well, or music. I mean, I do have, yeah, traditions. That I bet music. Well, that, that's the other tradition that I my mean, we always has. watch It's a Wonderful Life. And yes. Everybody cries. No. That's always yeah. great. Yeah. But no, my favorite tradition in our family is that on Christmas Eve, each of us gets a book oh. or two or three. And then, cool. you know, we open the books and we all go to bed yeah. and wait for Santa to come and we read our books all night. You know, you stay up super late reading your book. Oh, but then but you don't talk to each other. You just read. Well, it's usually late by that point anyway. Yeah. But when I was a kid, that was always great because, you know, you're anxious about yeah. Santa coming. So you go and you read a book. And That's it a cool always idea. felt really great. I always fell asleep and I woke up with a book on my, you know, book on me in on the morning. Face. Yeah. But That's I always love it, tradition. and as 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 an adult, it's really nice because I don't get to read books very yeah. often, and so, so you get a kickback. There's like this designated night where I can sit and read a book for hours. And and how late do you stay up? Not too late. Cause yeah. I can't I like stay up sleep. after ten now. <laughs> oh, I know. I give out early on Christmas Eve now. Like when I was a kid, idea. I could stay up no problem, no That's problem sad. at all. Now on Christmas Eve, it's like. Uh, we we have a tradition where uh, we gather the kids around. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my mom gives everybody pajamas, and we get to we then look too. at the like the disinterested faces of all of my boys that are frustrated. Like <laughs> pajamas again, Come on, Grandma? Is that all you got? My my daughters enjoy the pajamas. Do they? Yeah, no, yeah. I know. I think it's There's my a difference mom. between boys and girls. I think maybe. my mom prefers girls. <laughs> Because the boys are like, come on. Then we like to gather around. We have a talent show. And we always In end. In your pajamas? Yeah, it's weird. Um, then we, and I always get like, my, my mom never, she thinks I'm still like a size 10 child. <laughs> so I always, my pajamas never fit. 
but doesn't mean I don't put them on. And um, so okay. but we gather around, and then the my mom. Tight pajamas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my belly's hanging out. It's really <laughs> The visual. buttons are really stretching. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like, you know. You can uh, all the all the seams are about to burst. <laughs> it's almost impossible to get on, by the way. <laughs> exactly. But we use the whole family to get me dressed. It's true. But then we gather around, and then we have a crazy. We don't have a crazy uncle Larry. We have a crazy aunt Jackie. That's my sister, who took piano for about twelve years and learned one song. <laughs> Is it a Christmas song? No. Oh, <laughs> it's uh, it's from Fiddler on the Roof. Matchmaker, matchmaker, matchmaker. And, uh, she plays it, but it's really, I think it's really like only like, I don't know, like a, like two stanzas, mm-hmm. but you can repeat they it. They repeat it a lot. Because it's a very repetitive song. And she just keeps going. And um, we just look at her like sad. That's so sad. So, so sad. Too bad Aunt Jackie's not normal. Anyway. <laughs> Says you wearing your, your sister's tiny, loving this right now. <laughs> right. You're wearing your yeah, tiny pajamas. I'm going to pay for that one. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yep. there you go, folks. A little happy holiday uh, tradition for you. Again, you can borrow any of these traditions if you want. Uh, again, the, the pajamas. The a un- Christmas story. Uh, it's a, 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 the, yeah, you got a Christmas story. Right. You yeah. got to watch a Christmas uh-huh. story every year. That's right. And then just sit there in your tight pajamas. Yep. Here's a quote on the way out. A happy family is but an earlier heaven, according to George Bernard Shaw. Let's make it a heaven, not somewhere else, okay? Uh, Tomorrow, more holiday help as we uh, look at holiday food and hosting during the holidays, giving you the ideas, the tools to make it a happy holiday season. Again, thanks for listening and being with us. We'll be back tomorrow with more fun, more ideas right here on The Matt Townsend Show.